Welcome to the Trailbusters podcast, where we talk everything outdoors and adventures. I'm Ethan. And I'm Bing. I'm Will. This week, we're going to be talking about our dream trips, where we want to go, what we want to do, and why we want to go there. So without further ado, let's get busting. First off, let's just jump right into this and talk about our bucket list trips. So these are really going to be um, huge trips that we'd really like to do sometime in our lifetime, um, but probably don't see ourselves doing super soon. Maybe you do, but like you are number one, if you could do one trip, uh, this would be one you really want to knock off at some point. Um, do either of you guys want to kick us off? Yeah, definitely. I think... I have two of my I have two bucket trip bucket list trips. Um one is actually doing the Patagonia Mountains. I think Oh yeah, that'd be awesome. That's a that's a that's a one of my my like ultimate goals is to at least do one part of it because there's so many entry points and that mountain range is just so vast. I think like mm-hmm. if you can even do one part of it, I think it'd be more satisfying. Um and yeah, like, I don't know how I'll get there. I'm not sure how I will plan it, but you know, you want to eventually get there. Um, that that sounds that sounds awesome. I think um, that wasn't already on my bucket list, but I think that's definitely something I would like to add to my bucket list. Yeah, I'm I mean, steal that from you. You can pretty much like tack on an adventure in Santiago or something like that in Chile, and then and then plan like a, a urban one and then you go into the mountains for a couple of days and stuff like that too so it doesn't have to be like full on like hike the mountains for a week and get lost and get eaten by a bear or something so. <laughs> yeah that sounds so nice like just get some culture get some real traveling in and go on a sick hike it's like ideal, exactly right? yeah so what what kind of inspired you is there anything in particular that made you think of uh, the patagonia as like your one of your big trips i mean not really i think i think it's one of those trips that you see pictures of and you kind of want to like be in that moment as well um Mm -hmm. to be honest like i didn't know what patagonia was i mean know it as a brand i thought it was a brand from california or something and yeah me too and yeah, like I didn't know it was a full mountain range that spans across Chile. That's that's incredible. So it's it's more like one of those things where you f- research a bit more about the the history around it, um, the geography around it, and what you can see, and then you kind of get inspired. Just like I want to experience that. So so yeah, I think that's what the main driver is to get there one day. You know, totally. Yeah. What about you? Ethan? It sounds. Um, so for me, I've I've had a trip I've wanted to do for a few years now as my like number one trip. Um, I always grew up on the East Coast, and uh, drove up and down the East Coast through the Appalachian ma- Mountains, and I always wanted to do the the, um, and I never know how to say this right, um, Appalachian Appalachian uh, Trail, the AT. Um, I've it's been a bucket list of mine to, um, and not only to like section hiking would be pretty cool, like doing parts of it, but I'd really like to try and do a full three, um, you know, three, four month hunker down through hike. Um, I think, 
uh, well, two two months. It's usually, I think, six weeks-ish. Um, and you start off hiking in, um, start down in uh, Georgia and hike all the way up to Maine uh, wow. through a, a beautiful trail that just uh, stretches all the way up the East Coast. Um, I think it'd be really cool to do any sort of big through hike, but growing up on the East Coast, that one really... Um, has really been a go-to of mine, especially, um, like every, I have family down in South Carolina and I live up in, um, in Ottawa. So every time I go to visit them, I drive through there and, uh, the, the mountain range through, you know, Pennsylvania, uh, Virginia, West Virginia, North Carolina, it's just absolutely beautiful. So that's, um, that'd be a really big one for me. Um, yeah, I would imagine because like going through those States as well, like the roads are really immaculate. I would imagine like being immersed into the woods and the trails will be much more kind of exciting and thrilling too. I was just going to say, I kind of like the, it's like you live in these two places and like walking between them, sort of like connecting in a way, you know, it's like, uh, I like the sort of, yeah. it's almost like spiritual. It's like you're bringing these two parts of yourself together or something and like getting to really know with your body, like the distance there. And I, I think yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I hadn't even thought of it that way. Um, but I think that just adds even more to my kind of want to do that. And that really ties in a lot with, um, I've spent a lot of time reading and, you know, uh, watching, I, there's a lot of YouTubers I've watched a lot of stuff on of them documenting themselves going down the trail or talking about their experiences. Um, I've read the, uh, a walk in the woods, um, which is a pretty famous book about, uh, through hike through the Appalachian trail. Um, like spent a lot of time thinking about doing this. Uh, and it seems like for most people, it's either a, you quickly burn out, crash and give up, or you dig deep and kind of push through. And I've never heard of anyone getting to the other side for the first time and not having like discovered something about themselves and like it, it being a very profound life-changing experience. Mm. Um, so there's there's so much to it with the nature and the outdoors the whole way but then you're also going and you're you know rationing all your food and going into little towns to pick up supplies and things like that and there's all that uh trail magic that happens where people who live along the trails will like leave little supply caches for people of like free food or like wow. you'll go into town and people will you know give you a beer you'll sit <laughs> around and talk and have like there's a whole community based around it and like um I've just heard so many amazing stories from um, everyone who's completed it. it. Just seems like it's made impacted their life in such a big way that it's like it's my number one bucket list item by a by a mile. Yeah, it's a really good one. I like right. the scale of it too. Like that's that's not something that you can just like do casually. It, it really requires you to like sacrifice. I mean, most work situations wouldn't really be okay with six weeks of absence. So it's sort of it's got to be, yeah. it's, it's epic, you know, it's like, it's sort of a thing for me to think about, like, some of the stuff on my bucket list, like, I really would have to be between jobs. I, I, I can't imagine, yeah. like, having the time and the, uh, t to really do it properly without that being the case, so. Um, yeah, it, exactly. Um, I, I think that rolls well into uh, what are some of your big bucket list items, Will? Uh, I have... I don't know. It's changed for me. So I would say um, the Pacific Crest Trail has been something on my radar 
for yeah. almost a decade now as something I would like to do. Um, I lived on the West Coast for a long time, and I love the climate, and I love the Pacific Northwest in particular, um, the cedar trees and the coastal mountains. And so uh, having an excuse to just really explore um, all of that would be amazing um, and, you know, farther south. But that's one of these hikes that's like, um, I haven't done as much research as you've done in the Appalachian Trail, but I think it's a similar commitment of, of six yeah. weeks, two right. months, something on that order. And um, honestly, like lately, that hasn't been something that's come up for me a lot. Lately, my bucket list has felt more about exploring Canada and Ontario now that I live here. Um, you know, yeah. It's such a big province, and there's so much. I Sometimes I look at a map on my phone when I'm just, like, sitting somewhere quiet, and I, like, just zoom out, and then I zoom out, and then I zoom out, and it's, yeah. like, still Ontario. <laughs> and I'm thinking, there's so much here that I haven't explored. So I would say my bucket list is a sort of uh, more abstract, and it would be, like, I want to get a map of Ontario and just cover it with pins and, like, really know the province now that I live here, really get a sense uh, that's of, true. of, like... The- the, the good old marks. analog map. Yeah. I, I think that makes that makes a lot of sense considering, uh, like, Bing and I have grown up a lot more in Ontario and already seen more of what it has to offer. But um, you coming from the West Coast, I think that, that definitely makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I think it's, it's almost... Um, it Actually, I guess it, it's similar in a way to my Appalachian Trail. Um, just wanting to explore more of this area that I've kind of known as home. This is, you're wanting to explore this area that you're calling home now. Yeah. Uh, which is really cool. And there's so much to explore here. Um, that's the, um, the Ontario motto until possibly until recently, recently was, uh, <laughs> was uh, yours to discover. And it's all embracing, you know, the outdoors and the nature. And I mean, I don't think it's quite as varied as the, the West Coast because you don't have the, the mountains kind of dividing things up the same, but there's definitely a very diverse, even just like w- one side of Algonquin Park as opposed to the other, right. um, there's there's drastic differences. So yeah, I think I, it's pretty cool. I would love to do that. And, and, and kind of like related is maybe not so much just Ontario, but like uh, just exploring the East Coast in general. So like uh, riding, I know mm-hmm. there's a lot of, I haven't heard so much about big hikes in Eastern Canada that, that I'm aware of, but I know that um, a lot of people do bike camping. Uh, there's a bike touring route through Newfoundland mm-hmm. to PEI that I've heard is supposed to be like pretty yeah, magical. Yeah, those are those are pretty epic because you you essentially get one of those touring bikes and just put like two sacks on the on the back and just go at it. Like it's um, it's one of those things that is totally doable. Uh, but you have to be pretty committed to it because it is a long journey. So, yeah, it sounds so epic. I just love that, like the you know riding yeah. off into the sunset. <laughs> there will be moments where you kind of hit a brick wall and you're like, oh man, I really need a really need a breather. But there's just so much more to go to until the next town, you know? Yeah, more hills. So, so if if you had to, um, I think with with these trips, these Ontario trips, you're bringing up in the east coast it's a lot more um definitely a lot more attainable um to to plan without having to worry about like being in between jobs and things like that um if you had to think about some of those different areas are there any in particular that stand out or any other trips that you'd really want to try and pencil in for like this year next year within the next couple years yeah uh 
one of the ones that I have like really um, hot to trot, I don't know, like something I want to do soon is a rafting trip down the, I think it's called the Queen River in Quebec, um, a Queens River oh, cool. or something like that. Uh, I, I had two friends do it and basically uh, you charter, there's a company you can charter these river rafts through and it's just kind of like uh, you just float down this beautiful, serene, slow moving river. And that sounds fun because I could invite friends. Um, like, yeah, uh, it would be like more social. It wouldn't be like roughing it in the bush. It would be like uh, you know, you know what's funny when you when you said raft, like have a raft down a down a river. I immediately thought of rafting and like, you you like really want to go down a river like through the rough and tough. And in the moment you said, oh, just smooth, calm river. It's like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah totally different right like not at all what I, I i would i think i actually would be into like a, a white water thing maybe if i worked up to it but i like the social stuff lately it's been really pulling to me like i want to have things that are like inclusive of all my friends even some of the ones that are a bit less adventuresome so like something yeah would be like you'd rent like an airbnb cottage with a group of friends and um you know have cookouts and and then like for a day you know it wouldn't even be an overnight thing necessarily you just go down this river i think that sounds just like perfect right now to me i think it's the covid you know like i don't really want to be alone yeah. <laughs> i'm tired of being alone i want to <laughs> i i can relate to that a lot yeah that need for human connection yeah for sure what about you Ethan? anything on your like kind of up and coming list Oh, I, I have a ton, um, but uh, the the big ones, actually, when you were talking about the East Coast, it reminded me, um, a couple of years ago, I had a friend's uh, wedding that I attended in Gaspé, Quebec, and went out along the uh, St. Lawrence, and I, I drove out there, and it was the absolutely beautiful ride uh, to get out there, and now that I have my motorcycle, and I've been getting more into motorcycling and motorcycle camping, um, I have quite a few trips, actually, that I'd like to do over the next couple of years. Uh, one of them would be to go back out there again, uh, kind of camp along the way, and go out around the, you know, Gaspé Peninsula. Um, it's it's absolutely beautiful there. When you're going along the uh, St. Lawrence, it's uh, water, St. Lawrence River to your left, and near, near the end, uh, mountains along the right and you're carving along these little coastal French towns. I think it's it's a lot like, probably a bit toned down, but a lot like how I imagined the uh, the uh, Highway 1 in California, I think. Oh, yeah, the PCH. The one that goes up along the coast there, which is a, a longer-term goal. Um, but, uh, but, yeah. Um, I'd probably want to do that. Actually, tying into the West Coast, um, I've been looking up... Um, and thinking about talking to my dad about doing a trip, he's also big into motorcycling. So I've been thinking about once everything opens back up and is safe, um, going out and doing some sort of Southwest motorcycle tour, going through, I really want to see the Grand Canyon, um, that nice. area. Um, I think that would be awesome. And um, one trip I actually have penciled in plans for already, um, if everything opens back up and I can make it into the United States, uh, I'd really like to ride my motorcycle kind of following the Appalachian Trail almost through the um, Blue Ridge Parkway, which is a scenic highway that follows the Blue Ridge Mountains, which is, uh, there's a big chunk of the AT along there. Um, Kind of take that down into uh, North Carolina and then Tennessee, and then cut over from there to stay with my family in South Carolina for a little bit and uh, turn it into like a big, long motorcycle kind of bike packing trip. Um, I think that'd be pretty cool. 
and that one I'm actually I'm hoping to do in October. Um, but again, that all depends on you know the, the state of climate. the world. Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. What what can you do? What about you, Bing? What is what's your like up and coming list? I think there. I want to take it back to the West Coast. Um, Yosemite yeah. is something that I want to kind of like hike through, camp through, and stuff like that. Uh, mainly because I did do a day trip to Yosemite from San Francisco, and oh, nice. that was a uh, that was just like a teaser, like a taster of what is there. Mm-hmm. And I was I was driving like an idiot too i was pretty much like racing the sun as well like weaving through the mountains i thought it and i I think one time it hit i hit a giant pothole i thought i blew the tire it was so loud that everyone looked at me i pulled over to the vista point and just kicked the tire and like eh good to go but um yeah not making that mistake again but uh i digress um i i think that would be that'd be an awesome trip (laughs) yosemite yeah yeah, uh, that's probably very... one of my bucket list items. Um, I don't have any definitive, like, immediate plans for it, but that's, um, I mean, there's so many images of it everywhere. It's so so iconic. I mean, it's, it's, so your, it's your MacBook wallpaper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Every time I log into work. Yeah, I mean, I think for me it's doable because I have a lot of friends in San Francisco, so I can probably yeah. um, just ask them, like, what their schedules are like too or what kind of tip pointers and, tri- and tips and stuff like that did it have so like something in like a year or two i think that's totally attainable for me to just like go full in to yosemite right and do like a day trip uh, the day trip mm-hmm. was great don't get me wrong like it you you go around the touristy parts but you get to see like all the different mountain ranges from there which is pretty cool like being in that valley um but yeah, I kind of want to do like the more intense hikes. There's a there's a there's a trail called the Five Mile Trail, which is exactly four point seven something miles long, um, mm. and it goes up the entire mountain range. So that sounds epic. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that, that. Definitely sounds like a great trip for some good uh, Trailbusters Instagram content. Yeah. <laughs> Bing, I like how you plan trips. Like, it's always, like, culture and adventure. So, like, your Patagonia trip, it's, like, going to Chile and eating empanadas in, you know, whatever the capital of Chile is, and then going hiking in the mountains. Or, like, going to San Francisco, having some tacos, and then going to Yosemite. Like, smart, <laughs> the smart It's not smart only man. tacos in San Francisco, you know? I don't know, man. When I'm in San Francisco, <laughs> I just eat Mexican food. That's all I want. Okay. That's, all I, that's all I care about. Yeah. I, I got to say, when I'm, like, watching adventure so- shows and things like that, like, there's a bunch of series that I like to watch, and the coolest thing for me is, like, they do hiking and see beautiful places and stuff, but it's cool how um, you can dive into the other cultures, too, and, like, I think that adds a ton to the experience. Yeah. Yeah, it's important. I think that's... I I think for me, like, I'm in, I'm drawn to, like, the epic camping stuff, too, but I really like, you know camping or outdoor stuff as a way of getting to know a place you know it's it's it, for me it's not so much about like you know drop me in the bush somewhere and i'll prove my survival instincts or like challenging myself physically <laughs> or you know and, but it is for some people yeah. right for, but for I me that sounds like, like a dare yeah <laughs> i would not do well like i'm it's not my style like I, I i much more prefer like you know even camping like if i think about some of my favorite trips you just plop you down somewhere like i was thinking you know one of the things we're going to talk about maybe now is a good segue is like um trips 
favorite childhood trips and some of the past trips mm-hmm. that, that really stand out. And for me, uh, one of the car camping trips I did with my dad, we had an old beat up VW camping van and we drove it up to Sturgis and the, uh, what they call it like the Black Hills in, in South Dakota. Um, yeah. And we camped out and it was just car camping and we, we barely, you know, got five miles from where we had our, our car set up. And, you know, it was one of those like drive-in campsites that, you know, I might kind of look down on maybe if on a bad day. But like, man, as a kid, it was so magical. And it, we actually, when we went, up, we went up there, it was the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally. So it was like, at, you know, I was like... Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I was like 12 years old kid and being like, what is going on? This is so chaotic and amazing. So anyway, it was a, it was a cool trip, and um, I just remember like the things that stand out for me aren't so much like you know long hikes and like solitude. It was more just spending time with my dad and like chilling at the campsite. You know, like uh, it's funny like the things that stand out, right? So. Yeah. So that that actually really really hits at home for me because um, when I think about like trips I'm kind of nostalgic for and would like to do again, one of the big ones for me is uh, when I was when I was really little, my dad and I. Um, went, I think we went two or three times. Uh, we used to go car camping at Table Rock Mountain in South Carolina, which is the highest elevation in South Carolina, which um, really isn't that impressive because the, South Carolina doesn't really have that much elevation. It's kind of like just outside of the Blue Ridge and Smoky Mountains. Um, but it's got like uh, some some smaller mountains and hills that have kind of like on the edge of those ridges. Nice. Um, but Table, Table Rock Mountain is like the northwest corner of South Carolina, uh, near the borders of North Carolina and Tennessee. And like from the top, you can see, I think it's, I think the thing is you can see three states. Wow. Um, wow. Tennessee, North Carolina, and South Carolina. You're in South Carolina. Um, is it one of those it's, borders it's, that go to a point? Yeah. So it's, it's not a super, super impressive height compared to like actual mountain ranges but i remember like we that was my first big hike and that was a trip that my dad and i did a couple times and it was like um i i grew up being the youngest sibling um out of like i had two older siblings and then my parents um remarried so i had like some older step siblings and stuff and like that was a trip that my dad and i would just do me and my dad only um, partly because nobody else was as into the outdoors as I was. And I think even my dad was kind of like, he knew it was something I liked, so he'd kind of go and do it. Cool. Um, but we'd go we'd go car camping at the site, and then we'd go and spend an entire day hiking up this mountain. And um, it was it was just awesome. We, we did the thing where, like, we every time we'd go up, we'd take the same picture of me at the same points and compare my size difference. And, you know, it's just, it just brings a lot of good memories back. Uh, just thinking about that. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. I love that. That's, do you uh, have like, like a, do you have like a measuring tree that you just kind of go up against? And kind of track so there's, there's, there's this one sign. Um, I think, I think we only took, um, we only did this trip twice spaced out by a few years um but we there's this one sign that was kind of nailed up between two trees they had different like elevation markers saying like you're at this summit at this (laughs) height and then you'd get to the summit of like a separate mountain on the same like chain you're hiking up Uh, and one of them was uh hung between two trees and in the first one i'm like reaching up my hands and barely touching the bottom and i think the second one it's like my shoulders are touching the bottom of the sign and my arms, my hands are draped over the top, kind of like I'm carrying it on my shoulders. Nice. Um, 
Whereas now I'd probably be, you know, significantly taller. I think the first time we went up there, I was probably like seven. Wow. I like the consistency. I think that's something that I kind of, <laughs> I, I, I want to do is like have like a summer campsite that I just go to every year. Like it's not about anything, you know, it's just the consistency, like getting to know a place and like coming back to it. Like it's different as an adult than as a kid. Right. But it's still, I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's cool. I mean, speaking of like the childhood memories, like I think my dad usually takes me out to Belleville, which is not far from Toronto. I think it's just like a two and a half hour drive, and it's near Sandbanks and everything like that. We usually tow a boat mm-hmm. out there, yes. and I think what we do is we do like you know a lot of like water activities, fishing, lots of fishing, lots of fishing, <laughs> and. Um, yeah, I think it's just that bonding experience um, that I remember quite well. And it's something that I think I do want to kind of do like in reverse where I take my dad out to that same area, maybe with a new boat or something like that, and do kind of the same activities, water adventures, fishing, and all that stuff. Um, yeah. That'd so nice. it kind of hits, it kind of hits um, a, soft spot, a soft spot for me that you know having all this time with the family and and stuff like that so yeah i like yeah, that it it's cool having those those memories you can look back on of like this this cool unique trip you did back with some some family that kind of that all that always remind you like i i grew up um camping a lot with especially with my dad um and uh, my stepmom and my kind of south carolina family uh where most of it was it's so hot down there my dad had a big camper trailer that was air conditioned and stuff it was more like a mobile cottage um, but we'd spend like every summer we'd go to one of two beaches we just alternate basically based on availability on nice. the south carolina coast either um hunting island state park near buford south carolina or um edisto beach uh, which was a smaller but kind of a little bit nicer beach um but the sites like there were a lot fewer sites and a lot harder to get in there um, both very close to like Charleston, South Carolina area. And we'd always go to those. And then, uh, we had some other trips, but it's like those memories stick with you so much. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. And I think another one that I had to, um, that my dad usually takes the family out to is in Tobamori. Um, that's about nice. three and a half hours out North from Toronto. And it's, yeah. it's a basically, it's on a peninsula called the Bruce Peninsula. And yeah. around there, uh, I think a friend had a cottage. And we usually just go out there and just, you know, take a good long weekend and just have fun out there because there's so many nice uh, parks, trails, small towns, beaches, all everything that is charming uh, with nature. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's one of those things that just kind of sticks with you. Yeah, that's um, the Bruce Peninsula and and that whole area is that's one place in Ontario that I haven't been that I really want to go. And I think for your your Ontario list, Will, that's definitely if you haven't been there, you need to go (laughs) from what I've heard. I can't speak from experience. You can also take that ferry across to the island, too. I've been to Tobermore, actually. Uh, today says a friend there, uh, but I haven't explored it. I, I, there's a big park called the Bruce Peninsula Park, a provincial park, I think. Yep. I, 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 I went camping there with some friends once. Oh, how was that? Um, 
it was in college, so I don't remember much because we <laughs> had a lot of, you know, Booze. drinks. Yeah. Fun times. <laughs> As one does. Well, yeah. I, I think I kicked out. someone, <laughs> like, in a tent. I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> Too long ago. <laughs> Maybe if you go back, then you'll remember. Mm-hmm. Like it'll, it'll awaken something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that sounds um, awesome. So, so I think we've, we've talked a lot about... Um, some things we would like to do in the future as like all super attainable trips. Um, but have you, have you guys ever thought about like if you, if money wasn't an option, like are there any, any trips you'd really like to do that maybe um, you're not considering quite so much right now, but you know, if, if you had unlimited time, unlimited money, none of that was a worry. Like this is something you'd really like to do. Right. I think for me, I kind of get inspiration from a old classmate. He did a trip around Japan, uh, like bicycling around Japan, and he basically wrote uh, letters and blogs by hand and documented the entire thing. I kind of want to draw parallels to that where I kind of want to go somewhere. It doesn't have to be Asia, um, but bike around uh, the entire country, um, camp on sites that you've never seen before, meet strangers that normally wouldn't, you know, talk to you. And yeah, I, I think you'll need the time to kind of get ready to get fit to do that. Um, at the same time, you have to yeah. be financially sustainable to do that kind of stuff. So yeah. like biking around Japan, that looked like a very great adventure for my friend Keith. Um, and it was something that he documented and sent out to everyone. Um, and it's just kind of inspiring, too, because it's just a whole new perspective that you don't really see every day. Yeah, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, cool. I think um, I think for me, a lot of that comes down to um, timing and the, like, the time constraints and being able to have that freedom. Um, financially to like take enough time off of work to do a bigger trip is is big um the two that kind of uh, well i i have three big ones i'll kind of quickly jump through but i think it'd be cool to do um to go to uh new zealand and just do some like Mm. out in the bush um exploring i've heard basically it's like beautiful wilderness um very similar climates to some stuff you can find in Australia, but a lot less things that'll kill you, uh, which is really appealing to me. Yeah. Uh, but I've seen some some really cool uh, like YouTube videos and footage of like people who live out in the um, in the wilderness in New Zealand. You could do the whole Lord of the Rings thing, right. you know, that feeds right into my love of all nerd culture. Um, <laughs> another one that I feel feels similar to the kind of more Lord of the Ringsy side is um, going to the UK and taking advantage of the right to roam and just exploring that way where, you know, you could stop in a town for a little bit and explore like some bigger cities, uh, go, go check out the hotspots like London. You know, I'm a big uh, motorcycler. I've got my Triumph, so I'd like to explore the Triumph factory and stuff like that. Nice. But then rather, rather than like sticking to the city, doing the uh, right to Rome, which I don't know if I could actually do because I don't know if you have to be a UK citizen, um, but you can basically just like walk through anyone's land there. Like anyone's allowed to travel as long as you're not destructive. And there's even like 
houses and stuff along the way. I, I might have talked about this in another episode. I don't remember. Um, but it's, no. it's really cool. You can, like, hop fences and just cut through a farm field and set up a tent somewhere. And, like, That's... as long as you're not destroying property, um, there is no... Uh, like, it, it's part of their um, government and culture that, like, you have the right to travel... Uh, like and be able to walk anywhere without having property be a barrier to that which is right. like this really amazing concept as as an american where if you walk <laughs> onto somebody's private property they have every right to kill you on site right. in most places yep. like the concept of just being able to go wherever and people being cool with that is just so cool to me you know what's what's funny like i kind of imagine like someone just driving in your backyard looking for a range rover just just <laughs> waving at you it's like it's like good day mate <laughs> i i think it's a i think it's a lot more foot traffic um than anything but there's actually a really cool 99 percent invisible episode about it yeah that, i listened um, to that yeah i i think I, I might have sent you guys a link to it or something you did yeah it's um, awesome super cool concept and that instantly sparked like i'd love to do that and the final trip uh, that would also be very expensive is i'd really like to go across um the u.s or probably north america like do some mm. giant the transcontinental multi-week trips. trip on motorcycle uh which would be expensive because really the motorcycle i have right now wouldn't cut it for that trip without a lot of modifications you need right. a lot of provisions staying a lot of places and that you know timing and financial independence enough to take some time off work yeah i want to do that trip too but in a pickup truck that that would be cool i would, would i would cool. accept a pickup truck you know with a little pull behind camper or something but exactly you could just set it up on your bed but uh but having the motorcycle would be preferential for me yeah so. that would be really fun do you do you have anything like that will any mm. no time no budget restrained nothing, ideas nothing like really to be honest burning but i would say it would probably look more like um maybe you know i'm not much of a sailor but i've always thought it was really cool people who like get have sailboats and they kind of bum around the uh, uh, gulf islands like um mm-hmm. there's a ton of little marinas and places and i met people there when i was biking around vancouver island and the gulf islands who basically will spend months uh just basically living out of their sailboat and like bopping around those islands and checking out all the all that and i've always thought that would be pretty magical um yeah but yeah i don't know this is this has actually really got me going like hearing you guys talk about it has been pretty inspiring i I think i'm gonna have to like dream a little bit bigger because you know stuff like this we you know it's it's really it's doable like especially i think you know before you have kids and stuff like there's really uh it's really it's really quite doable even some of the international travel like right now it's not but you know that's mm-hmm. you, you, i think you can do it i think one thing we kind of hit on too is even even after you have kids um might be some of the best times to do some cool trips especially yeah. those like like i know we all talked about our growing up stories of yeah. like trips we've done with family and stuff i think it's those I memories think you could get some cool yeah building some cool memories and uh that really set people on the path of wanting to do those adventures as they grow up, kind of like we have. Yeah. The yeah. next thing you know, Will's a pirate. <laughs> yeah. Will's sailing, uh, sailing and pillaging through the uh, the Gulf Islands. <laughs> All the hippies taking their 
what do hippies have? Tie-dye, t-shirts. Tea. And their tea. Essential oils. Yeah, that's right. Their <laughs> yoga mats. Their Lululemon. Yeah. That's where their money's at. Yeah. Well, I think that's uh, going to do it for us this week. Uh, if you have anything you'd like to hear us uh, talk about or any questions you'd like us to answer, reach out to us on Twitter at The Trailbusters or email us at info at thetrailbusters.com. Uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Trailbusters and check out our website, thetrailbusters.com, for more Trailbusters content. Uh, and finally, if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, it should be available anywhere fine podcasts can be downloaded. Uh, for the Trailbusters, I'm Ethan. I'm Bing. And I'm Will. And we'll see you on the trail. <laughs>